This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, Pastor Rick continues in a series called 40 Days of Love. In these lessons, Rick looks into the Bible to help you better understand God's great love for you and to empower you to love others the way Jesus does. Now, in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you how you can get the set of 52 Bible verse memorization cards based on this series, 40 Days of Love. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. And if you want, you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 for more information. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part two of a message called, Love is Not Easily Angered. Delay is a great remedy to anger. Now, I'm not talking about delay for a week or a month or a year. No, 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 no. In fact, the Bible says, do not let the sun go down in your anger. In other words, don't carry anger from today on to tomorrow. Because if you hold on to anger for more than 24 hours, anger turns to resentment. And resentment is always wrong. Anger is not always wrong. Bitterness is always a sin. Resentment is always a sin. So he says, you know, I'm not saying delay it and keep putting off and carry that anger in your heart for days and weeks and months and not deal with it. No, 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 no. I'm saying that if you're in an argument and you both start to get real vocal about it, it's okay to say, oh, time out. Let's just take a five-minute break, okay? Maybe you need to walk in another room or walk outside, and you let the physical, physiological symptoms of increased blood rate and your increased heart and uh, the adrenaline rush and all of that, and you let that kind of subside a little bit. And then you come back and you talk when you're a little bit calmer. So the Bible tells us to reflect before reacting. Now, what do you do during the delay? Well, uh, you try to understand your anger and you analyze it. The Bible says this in Proverbs 19:11: A wise man or a man's wisdom gives him patience. You try to understand it, you try to get some wisdom on what is ticking me off? What is irritating? What is making me feel this way? This is so important because the more you understand your anger, the more understanding you'll be. The more you understand your wife, the more understanding you'll be of your wife. The more you understand where your kid's coming from, the more understanding you'll be of your kids. The more understand, you understand that client who's irritated with you, the more understanding you'll be with that client. The more you understand yourself and why you're all upset, the more understanding you're going to be of yourself. A man's wisdom gives him patience. So there are three questions you need to ask. Write these down when you reflect before asking. The first question you want to ask is, why am I angry? It's a good question. Why am I angry? You need to stop and ask yourself, what is making me so upset right now? Because the problem is not the problem. The problem is the cause of the problem. The problem is not your anger. Anger is a symptom. Anger is the warning light. You need to look at what is making you angry. Why am I angry? Second question, what do I really want? What do I really want out of this argument? What is it that I'm not getting here? What is the need that's being unfulfilled in my life? What do I really want? 
And the third question you ask yourself when you're angry is, how can I get it? How can I get what I need, what, what I want that's irritating me right now? And I guarantee you, blowing up and losing your cool and, you know, rolling into a rage or whatever uh, is not the best way to do it. It's rarely the best way to get what you want. While you're doing this, if you reflect before reacting, you can figure out which of the three root causes is causing your anger. Every time you get angry in your life, it's always one of these three things. Always. Every time you get angry, there are three root causes. Hurt, frustration, and fear. Hurt, frustration, and fear. The first thing that causes you to get angry is hurt. When you get hurt, physically hurt, emotionally hurt, when you get wounded, the natural human response to hurt is to get angry. If I'm out and I'm nailing a nail into some wood and I hit my thumb with my hammer, my natural reaction is not grief, oh, I'm grieving over this thumb. My natural anger, reaction is anger. And who am I angry at? Me, for hitting my thumb. Or I may blame the hammer, okay, and throw the hammer away like some guys blame their golf clubs and throw them up in the air like it was the golf club's fault, you know, instead of accepting responsibility. But when you hurt, when you get hurt, you instinctively get angry, okay? And, it, and that's emotionally hurt or it's physically hurt. You just need to understand that. The second thing that causes you uh, uh, to get angry is frustration. And frustration is uh, when you get irritated and you're thwarted toward a goal, when, you, when you're forced to wait, like you're having to wait for something in a traffic jam and you don't want to wait. Or uh, maybe nothing is working and you're trying to make something happen. You're trying to reach a goal and nothing works. That's frustrating. You start to get angry. When what I'm saying here is the second cause of frust uh, this frustration is caused when you feel out of control. Whenever you feel out of control, you tend to get angry. In fact, the more out of control you feel, the more angry you're going to be. High control people are high angry people. If you don't have a high need to control things, you're probably not needing this message. You got other problems you have to deal with. But uh, this one here, if, if you're a low control person, you probably just don't get upset that much. But the greater your need to control, the more you're gonna realize most of my life is out of my control. You know, all of the things that matter most in your life are out of your control. You didn't choose where you were born, where you're gonna die, who your parents were, what your natural giftedness was. There are a lot of things that make you you that you had no control over. And when you feel out of control, then you start feeling frustrated. Any parent has known the feeling with that first baby and you can't get that baby to stop crying and you feel helpless and hopeless. And what starts to well up in you? Anger. Why won't you be quiet? I can't make this baby be quiet. And then you start feeling guilty for your anger toward the baby. Because the baby's not doing anything, it's just doing what babies do. Frustration. Trying to get kids to obey and they won't obey. Hurt, frustration, and the third cause of, of anger is uh, fear. And that is whenever you feel threatened, whenever you feel trapped, whenever you feel attacked, whenever you feel afraid, 
Uh, anger and insecurity always go together. And the more insecure you are in life, the more prone to anger you're going to be in life. And when, when you base your, uh, your feelings about yourself on what other people think about you, you're going to get angry all the time. Because when they don't meet your needs or when they say things that are unkind or they don't respond the way you expect them to respond or they're not as appreciative as they, you think they ought to be for that meal you cooked or that deal you signed or the house you just bought or whatever, and you don't feel appreciated, you're going to get angry. Why? You're looking to other people to meet needs in your life only God can meet. Every time you look to somebody in your life to meet a need that only God can meet, you are setting yourself up for anger. Because nobody can play God in your life. Nobody can meet all your physical needs, sexual needs, financial needs, mental needs, emotional needs, spiritual needs. Nobody can do that because they're all imperfect. And so when you look to somebody to meet all your needs, you're going to be an angry person all of your life. You're going to be disappointed and you're going to be angry. Every time you get angry, it's hurt, frustration, or insecurity. Now, this is so important because when somebody gets angry at you, try to look beyond the anger and see which of these things are they feeling. Because if somebody gets angry at you, your response is to get angry back. We're not very sympathetic with anger. Somebody gets angry at me, my natural reaction is to get defensive. But if somebody comes and says, what you said hurt me, Hurt is a whole lot easier to deal with than anger. We're much more sympathetic to hurt. And if somebody, if my wife comes to me and says, I'm angry at you, I want to get angry back. If she comes to me and says, I was hurt by you, I want to go, oh, well, let me think about that. I'm sorry. Or if somebody says, I was frustrated by this. Or this made me feel insecure. Okay? It, guys, if your wife comes to you and says, you know what? The way you look at other women, it hurts me, it frustrates me, and it makes me feel insecure. That's a whole lot better than just having to be angry and you can't figure out why they're angry. You need to listen to what's behind the anger. Does that make sense? And that only happens if you reflect before reacting. So you stop and go, okay, I don't want to blow it. I know I can manage my anger. I resolve to manage it. I'm going to remember the cost. I always lose when I lose my temper. So let me reflect before reacting. Why am I angry? What do I really want? How can I get it? And uh, is it frustration? Is it, is it um, uh, hurt? Is it fear? And then here's what you pray. Look at this next verse. Psalm 141.3. Lord, help me control my tongue. Help me to be careful about what I say. You know, some of these verses are so good, you need to write them on little cards and memorize them this week. This is a week for multiple memory verses. Because when you're angry, you don't, if you don't know the verse, it's not helpful. Well, I know Rick talked about anger sometime a long time ago. But if you write them on a little card, you keep them in your wallet, your purse, or in your car, then you can learn them. And then when it comes, you start to get angry, God can bring those verses to mind and help you. By the way, do you know what is the number one cause of reacting before reflecting, of not thinking through what you're gonna say before you say it. You know what's the number one cause? Alcohol. Alcohol. It removes all your inhibitions and you don't think and you do stuff you'd never do if you weren't drunk. 
Look at this next verse. The Bible says, drinking too much makes you loud and foolish. It's stupid to get drunk. Unless you're a country western guy, I'm going to write songs about it. Okay? But, you know, it's all my rowdy friends, you know? But, you know, how many of those drinking songs talk about the stupidity of getting drunk? Because people do things they would never do when they, they, would, they don't reflect before reacting. Here's the fourth step. Fourth step in learning to tame your temper. Release my anger appropriately. Release my anger appropriately. As I said, there is a right way and there is a wrong way to express anger. There is appropriate and there is an inappropriate way to do it. There's a helpful and there's a harmful way. There's a a sinful way and a non-sinful way. If anger was a sin, then God's a sinner because God gets angry. God gets angry when he sees a rape. God gets angry when he sees child abuse. God gets angry when he sees poor people ignored by rich people. God gets angry when he sees racial prejudice. God gets angry when he sees people ripping off each other and people being unfaithful to their husband or their wife. There are a lot of things in the world that are flat out evil, and you ought to get angry about those things. So it's, it, anger's not a sin, but I must release my anger appropriately. Now, the Bible says this in Ephesians 4, 26. If you become angry, don't let your anger lead you into sin. In other words, there's one way to do it that's not sin. You can get angry and still not sin. And there's another way that if you do it, it's definitely wrong. It's all in how you release it. And most people express their anger in ways that actually leads them further away from their goal rather than closer to it. Now, here's a myth that you need to understand. A lot of pop psychology teaches us it's just wrong. It's just, it's just not true. And the idea is this, that everybody has this bucket of anger. And what you need to do is periodically, you just need to get it off your chest, and you just need to pour out all your anger, and you just need to explode, express, decompress, blah, you know, emotionally vomit on somebody and get it all out, then your bucket's empty and you'll be good. So they'll say, it's good for you to express your anger because otherwise you're just stuffing it down because you got to empty that bucket. And there are entire systems of psychology like primal scream that says, you know, if you just scream enough, well then it'll all that rage that you had from a kid will all be gone. There's only one problem with it. It doesn't work. I hate to tell you this, but you don't have a bucket in your heart of anger. You got a factory. You got a factory. And it can produce, and there's plenty more of where that came from. And study after study and research after research has shown that aggression only produces more aggression. And anger only produces more anger. And flying off the handle makes you more likely to do it the next time. Not less likely, more likely. That it becomes a habit, a perpetual pattern. And that it produces more. That anger, getting anger off your chest, doesn't reduce it. It actually sets you up to create more. So that one doesn't work. Notice what the Bible says, Psalm 15, verse 1. A gentle answer quiets anger, but a harsh one stirs it up. Now, we all know this. 
you know, have you ever noticed that if you talk loud, the person next to you talks loud back? And the louder you get, the louder they get. And it just gets, and, and it escalates. And so if you want to de-escalate anger in your relationship, in your marriage or friendship or whatever, you talk low and slow. Not loud and fast, low and slow. Low and slow. And when you, a gentle answer turns away wrath. It, it quiets anger. Whose anger does quiet? Well, first it quiets your own. When you talk loud, it makes you angrier. When you talk low and slow, it makes you calmer before it even starts working on them. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If this message has encouraged you, or if God puts someone on your mind that needs to hear it, would you please share it? You'll be so glad you did. And be sure to let them know about Pastor Rick's free daily email devotional at PastorRick.com. Rick will be back in just a moment, but first, life is all about love. And now you can be reminded every day of God's love for you with this special limited edition set of scripture cards with key verses from Pastor Rick's 40 Days of Love teaching series. As you reflect on these powerful scriptures, you'll be empowered to love others the way Jesus loves you. This set of 52 beautifully designed cards will help you memorize scripture so you can recall God's word when you need it the most. You can also use them to minister to others. Give one to a friend and write a personalized note of encouragement on the back. If a scripture really speaks to you, frame it. Put them in places where you can read them during the day for encouragement. This set of 40 Days of Love Scripture cards will help you live a life powered by the love of Jesus. And today, when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to a hurting world, we'll send you the 40 Days of Love Scripture card set to say thanks. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy. Or just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thank you so much for your support. Here's Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. I love the letters that you send to me. Here's one from a guy named Mike. He says he's learning so much from Daily Hope that he wants to pass it on to others. And here's what he writes. Rick, I've been reading Daily Hope devotional since 2009. I started listening to the Daily Hope audio teachings daily, and sometimes I listen to three or four per day. Wow. Wow, Mike. He says, with the cup of coffee in my hand and Daily Hope in my ear at the beginning of every day, I just feel uplifted. You know, oftentimes I'm pretty convicted, but I always come away knowing that my Father in Heaven loves me. Mike writes, you know, last September, after listening to your daily messages on the 40 Days of Love series, I ordered that series, and I have listened to it six or seven times. And I am so impressed with all the truth in this series that I'm going to be ordering a series for each of my children and a special friend of mine that's Christian, but because of her upbringing, is having difficulty understanding the love that God has for her. You know, part of your relationship with Jesus is being able to tell your life story to others, to let them know how God has transformed your life. Did you know that when you share your story of transformation and hope, other people get blessed as well? So tell somebody today about God's work in your life. I want you to just think about this. 
Who could you tell your story to today? Just think about that and then do it. God bless you, and thanks for listening to Daily Hope. If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, please feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.